going to help you protect the girl. So you're Carl? That's what everyone calls me, yes. I'm never gonna fucking call you Carl. City of Seattle, it's the Mike Cyber Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff, and things. Also, sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, fresh from his haircut and lollipop. Mike Seibert. <laughs> it's true. Uh, thank you, and welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, call the Mike Seibert Radio voicemail hotline, 231-224-MIKE. Again, that's 231-224-6453, and right into the mailbag, Radio at gmail. Dot com. Killing Spree is my guest, and um, knowing what movie we're talking about this week, I'm I'm almost afraid to ask. But how you doing, my friend? How am I doing? John Connor's fucking dead. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> they fucking- killed him in the two first two goddamn minutes. Fucking spoilers, man! What the fuck? Jesus. There, there are some movies where you don't need to, you don't need to give spoiler warnings, yeah. and the dark, dark stool is one of them. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, so obviously uh, we will be spending uh, the majority of our conversation talking about uh, the Determinator Dark Fate. I, I I'm going to make some bold predictions. I think that we are going to agree on a lot of things from a certain perspective, but I think we might diverge on a few things also. Well, before we start... Yes. Oh, we man. ought to have a goddammit prayer! God damn them to hell, please! My general thoughts on Darkstool. Right. Fuck this movie! Alright, you know what? The floor is yours. I, I genuinely think... I'm beginning... I'm thinking back to how angry the Predator made me. Yes. The... This is either on par or surpassing that hatred. Wow. I mean, how the fuck do you kill off the the central character to the entire franchise, John Connor, in the first two fucking minutes? How do you do that? And it also shows Jim Cameron's a fucking hypocrite. Because remember in uh, whatever year Alien 3 came out? Yeah. He was none too pleased about Newton Hicks getting killed off. That's right. He didn't like that one bit. No, and then what did he, he do? He allowed John Connor to die worse than Hicks, to be quite frank. Yeah. Because Hicks, while a really cool character, was a supporting character. Yes. He wasn't the main guy like Ripley. Mm-hmm. Connor, while he, he's the main character of the entire franchise, but he might not be there in some of the movies like uh, The Terminator, but the whole mm-hmm. reason Reese and the T-800 get sent back is because Skynet wants to make sure John Connor doesn't happen. Mm-hmm, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's just fuck you, fuck you, Miller. <laughs> I, I don't know about about you, but uh, when I went to see the movie, I recorded yeah. the audience reaction. Oh, did you now? Yeah. So, uh, if I may, I'd like to play the reaction to when John Connor got shot. Oh, I'm excited about this. Oh! What the hell, you little bastard! What'd you do that for? <laughs> 
have got to be kidding me. What kind of human being would do that? Human garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what a despicable sight. <laughs> Thank you, AEW and JR. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did you do? My god, he did. I need some thumbtacks in there. That'd be John, cool. Con John Connor got Luke Skywalkered. Yes. Yeah, they, I, they kill them off just to prop up some new character. That's the, it's good. She's the newer and better savior of humanity. Hmm. Okay. It, it, it's, it's the same thing that they did with uh, Luke and Ray. It, it they took a beloved character, mm -hmm. degraded him, all the prop up this new character. It's just you don't need to do crap like that. There's a there's a there's a much better way you could have done this, and it would actually involve Edward, the actor, rather than lying to us and saying he was reprising his role as John Connor. When in reality, all they did was use his likeness. Yeah. Yeah, I I have I have thoughts. I I have many thoughts I mean, what they could, on that. What, what they could well. have done is uh, you could have kept John alive. Sure. But instead, you you have John reflect Edward in that being a total burnout because. He had no childhood, and his purpose of being the savior is gone. So, what does he have to do in what? What's there for him to do in life? Right. And then, over the course of the movie, he sees himself in Danny, and has a bit of a character arc, where he becomes the the mentor to Danny, like Sarah was the mentor to John. Hmm. Something that could have been. It, it wouldn't have been great because Terminator should have ended in Terminator 2, but still, it would have been a hundred times better than what we got. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So that so that's that's as scorching a hot take as uh, as you're gonna get. So I so I'm glad uh, I'm glad we started there. Now let me let me ask you this before uh, before we we get too much further, um, because that from certain reviews that I've seen. That seems to be where the uh, the review and the criticism kind of begins and ends. Kind of almost like, okay, so this happens in the first two minutes of the movie, so I'm completely checked out. In fact, like I, I forget who I maybe it was Jeremy Johns or somebody somebody like that on on YouTube where it was just like, I I don't even know what happened in the rest of the movie because I was just too checked out. Um, is, is that the case for you? No, because this movie keeps pissing me off. Ah. This for... movie is creatively bankrupt, more so than Genesis. Interesting. Okay. Oh, th this is going to be a fun conversation. There's nothing original about this movie. This is, this movie well, is true. about as original as Avatar. <laughs> I, all, I, all this movie did I, was, I like that comparison. All this movie did way. was take other I ideas. Yeah. That's the most original thing this movie did was steal other ideas. That were original or original-ish because Terminator is more or less a ripoff of some Outer Limits episodes, but that's right. Of which they sorted out that credit later. I mean, I mean, if you're yeah. putting if you're putting Warren Ellis's name, I'm 
Warren Ellis, Jesus. Harlan Ellison, Jesus Christ. Let me get my classic sci-fi writers uh, correct. Anyway, if you're putting his name on there and kicking that dude some money, there's definitely uh, something there. But um, I have a slightly different take. Okay. And you're not going to like it. Okay. Not even a little bit. In fact, this might be the end of the shitlords and friends. I kind of dug this movie. Oh, this this is a heel turn of it. If I ever saw any, <laughs> it's like, oh God, he's got a folding chair. <laughs> Stop! He's already dead. Just send him right to the morgue because he's clearly. I deceased. think this is going to be the reverse of Fallen Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> no. No, because you legit like liked like that movie. Liked it well enough, but I, I liked liked is kind of a little too strong. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, so maybe this is a reverse Fallen Kingdom then because. It's it's not a hard recommend for me, but it is a soft one because the I, I will start with the things that I liked. I like the action sequences. I, um, you know, as derivative as they are, that's kind of what I'm there for. Well, I'm there we, for. Well, here's the problem, though, with this movie compared to, say, T1 and 2. Sure. T1 and 2, the action was there to support the story. Uh-huh. Whereas in this movie, it feels like the story is there to support the action. Oh, yeah. Well, and that I, I, but I don't wh- care for that kind of stuff. That's fair. And, and, and I, I can't uh, dispute you on that. But I guess all I'm saying is that, you know, I, I, I like the truck chase. I like, you know, I like. Yeah, I liked I, it in T2 as well. Yeah. <laughs> but well, no, I liked it, it in T3, too. Well, and it's funny. Oh man, we're going all over the place. But it, it, it reminds me of when uh, when we were setting this up, and I, I told you that I finally made it to the movies, and I finally saw uh, Joker. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I saw um, uh, Terminator also. And you're like, oh, you saw Terminator Two? I'm like, no, I didn't see Terminator Two. I'd, I'd have been no, better but, off no, if I, I had. No, I said you saw Terminator Two. I'm sorry, two as in T O O. Yes, yes. Whereas you made the ju- the. Boomer pun of uh, Terminator Two. Boomer pun. Come on. As I'm just yelling into the microphone. It is a dad joke. That is a dad joke. It's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. (laughs) Boomers make dad jokes. Mom makes dad jokes. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. Don't be mad that I'm right. I don't know where that came from. Wow. Don't be mad that I'm right. Came from a came from a (laughs) weird place. Okay. So anyway, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, some of the CG is pretty ropey in spots, but I again the Rev Nine or whatever it's called looked stupid. It did not look good. You don't think so? Not when it was the exposed endoskeleton or yeah, endoskeleton. No, I thought it looked bad. Okay. Yeah, see, it's interesting because, like, I, it, I'm going to put myself in this weird dynamic where I'm kind of limp-wristedly defending something that I'm not intending to limp-wristedly defend. I, I got out of this movie what I was looking for, um, a, a, a goofy and disposable Terminator sequel that has no reason to exist. That was Genesis. Yeah, see, and and I... This is Ghostbusters 2016. There's no reason for this. This is... And, and, and that's what it is. So it's like, in, in a world where this movie exists, whether we want it or not, it's, it's kind of fine for what it is. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, like like I said, I mean, I mean, there there were some 
you know, there were some parts I, I kind of liked about it. I, I, and okay, so you're at, you're ready, you're ready for, uh, for some, uh, um, hardcore disagreement. All right. It's, it's, it's going to get super real here because I don't have the same problem with the twist at the beginning of the movie that everyone else does. Because here's the thing, and, and I don't, I don't disagree with the perspective of disrespecting legacy characters. I do understand that perspective. But my problem with the latter Terminator sequels is that they're constantly doing the same thing. And this, I This movie did the same thing. I, we'll, we'll get to that, but Yeah, yeah, you I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, and, and that and and to its detriment. So again, I I'm not coming to you saying, like, this movie is great and you're wrong for feeling the way that you do. It's not that at all. Right. It's just that I have a slightly alternate take because one of the things that I um, I think I've been looking for out of a Terminator story is, you know, let's let's shake up the sandbox a little bit. Let's let's you know, deal with some new characters. I'm not saying that I want these new characters. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But but I, I when the beginning of the movie happens, it's like, okay, we're we're back on that titular black highway that Sarah Connor is talking about at the end of T2, where it's like, you know, the unknown future. Turns out it's it's just more of the same. But I, I like that we're that we're shaking the bottle. I didn't have the same read that you did about like, well, we're disrespecting a legacy character for the sake of propping up a new character. Um, I, I'm sure if I thought about it long and hard enough, I, I would see it. But I think if I remember correctly, I didn't quite see it initially in like Force Awakens or perhaps even Last Jedi. Well, they, no, well, I saw well, Lin, uh, Sarah Connor helps with this when they're on the train and they're talking about, or the whole, they, they're trying to do set up the twist, even though they telegraphed this movie way too early yeah, or yeah. the twist way too early. Yeah. The whole, you're non porn, it's your womb. You're going to give birth to a man. It's like, yeah. What the fuck, Sarah? There was, there was, yeah, there was some Sa- of that. Sarah got looped as well, but instead of getting killed off, she became the old grumpy old person like Luke was in the uh, last Jedi. What'd you think of Linda Hamilton's performance, by the way, her performance itself was fine. Same mm-hmm. with Arnold. It's just the writing was bad. What they had to work with was bad. Okay. Um, conversely, I think they're both quite good. They're it's, it's weird because I, I, I don't want to, stray too far and get into Arnold because I'm sure that that's I mean <sighs> ah, fuck it well, let's talk about Arnold now I, I, don't, I don't get it I don't like it it doesn't make sense but you know I mean meaning like the plot contrivance of this is where he is and where oh and he suddenly developed a conscience I, I don't I, <laughs> I don't get it but but there's but there's there's something about Arnold's performance that I liked like I feel like this is probably like the most acting that he's done in well, a really long time. Well, yeah, doing that robotic deadpan stuff, that that suits Arnold to a T. Exactly. And but um am, am I by myself in thinking that, you know, regardless of the script and the plot and the writing, his performance is pretty okay. What do, what do you think? 
like I said, his his acting was fine. Okay. It's just the story. Gotcha. So I think maybe then rather than, you know, just in a in a in a um an effort to make this a little more focused, um, unlike when we were talking about Joker and we just kinda like went all over the place. Let's see if we can kind of march through this plot a bit and see if we can like kind of figure out where Okay, we, well first thing, this movie does exactly what Terminator three did mm-hmm. and undermine the there is no fate but what you make uh message of Terminator two. Uh-huh. Completely undermined it. Because the AI happens, Judgment Day happens, mm-hmm. and for some stupid reason, even though it's a totally different AI, it's not Skynet, it's right. Legion, yet they still make Terminators and Hunter Killers. Even the same terminology. Yeah, see, the terminology thing is kind of weird, but I I liked that, um, like, like, there's that scene where... Uh, where Sarah and Grace are talking about like the hitch history of the future, and Sarah's talking about all of this stuff that she is known to be the gospel for all of this time, and she's like, "I don't know what the fuck any of that is," and I thought that that was kind of interesting because it, it reminds me, in a very bad way, it reminds me of the third Matrix movie where there's been multiple hmm. Neos, there's been multiple wars against the mach- between man and the machines. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, so how many times has, has this happened before the Terminator, before Skynet? Was there another AI before Skynet? Was there another Judgment Day that got pr- postponed? Possibly. Like, Possibly, what probably. The fuck, what the fuck, Timmy? <laughs> well, and, 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 and all the other writers. God, there was way too many fucking writers for this movie. Oh, man. I, I was uh, so interestingly enough. And I think a lot of this blame goes at Cameron's feet also, even though he never spent a day on set. He's already throwing shade at, or throwing uh, Timmy under the bus, which I, I think is kind of bullshit. You can't have it now. You can't have it both ways, but for me, and I don't know where else to say this. So I'm just going to throw it there. Now for me, James Cameron has no credibility in terms of like what he thinks about stuff. Cause like, well, he's been, he's admitted that those past Terminator tr- or T2 sequels that he mm. hyped up in the beginning, it was only because he was trying to help his friends make money. Like, that's why he had no problem with Arnold coming back to make these movies and whatnot. Yeah. See, and, and that's incredibly disingenuous. And He's no George Lucas. No, but but the, I, I think... Or at least in having a, somewhat a protective sense over, or protectiveness over the franchise. Yeah, and that's something he's never had. Um Unlike, say, George Lucas. You well, that's that probably because George actually created most of the world he made, whereas... Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess maybe it's not his baby in the same way. That, that's, a, that's an interesting thought, but I, I've been nursing a grudge against James Cameron since Genesis, yeah. where, where he came out and said, this is the movie I would have made. Fuck you. That dude lied to me. And and I I don't know how else to take it because yeah I mean I I've been called naive for that for that viewpoint it's like yeah no shills are gonna shill and you know he's trying to you it know, is that is how Hollywood works so I mean yeah see and and that's the it's thing just too we, we've been exposed but, we, we we found the tr- we saw the truth the curtain has been drawn yeah well and especially yeah. and especially now that he's come back and say yeah man I I was I was just kind of trying to help my friends make money it would have been better if he just lied and stuck to his guns. You know what? I I think I would have respected that more, but as it is now, so when he comes out and talks about these creative differences with Tim Miller, 
I don't know who to believe. I don't know what to believe. So I have no choice but to just blame everybody. No, everybody deserves blame for this. Like, yeah, because I mean, I the the thing that that we do not um, disagree on is that the story is garbage. I mean, it's it it, it really is. It's 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 derivative. It's unoriginal. And every Terminator before it has done what it, this movie does. Yeah. Well, and and here's the thing, though, and and I think this is where kind of my my perspective kind of starts to to crack a little bit because, like, first of all, this movie shouldn't exist, but since it does exist, you know, what should it be? I mean, you you mentioned a couple good thoughts earlier, but what I I would what I would say to, um. Uh, uh, part of what what you're saying is like the whole uh, uh, John Connor without a purpose thing. It's like that's kind of the f- that's like the front two thirds of Terminator Three. They kind of did that story but, a little bit, but it, it's I, better than just killing him off. I I don't disagree fundamentally, but killing him off does again it it, it from my perspective it, it opened up the possibility to do something different. But I will say that the result was not different but also, enough. Follow. What's the point of protecting Danny then? If judgment is going to happen, no matter what, what's the point of saving Danny? Yeah, yeah, and and that, and it's interesting because it doesn't have the definitiveness that John Connor had. It was like you know the the human resistance was victorious. That was what caused Skynet yeah, to. Yeah, this, pan- this stupid movie doesn't even explain why they got no. when they got sent back. Did. Did Danny the Resistance take over or, or defeat Legion? And it was a last ditch effort on Legion's part. None of that. There's none of that. There's none of Fuck that. Fuck this movie. And, and it stinks. And the other thing that stinks, the thing that that it's it's like a needle in the back of my head that like I know it's there. I try to overlook it, but I ultimately can't ignore it. I the the biggest plot hole for me is the the perspective of terminators popping up at different moments in time i hate all of that because it was interesting because like i did they even explain how carl was able to track these like he he gave an explanation but it was like really quick Mm -hmm. i didn't even have time to interpret what he said it's a blink and you so basically what what my understanding is and this may not be correct but what my understanding is is that in this retconning we're led to believe that instead of targeted focused attacks skynet just kind of like spewed terminators throughout no, yeah. t- various points in time yeah i got that but i mean how is carl that particular t800 able to detect when a terminator is going to show up and send uh, sarah connor those text messages Oh, I see. I, I, sorry. I, I, uh, I must not have been listening. But yeah, no. Um, the only explanation for that would be like you know the classic. I have detailed files. Why would he have those detailed files? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. Because wouldn't then the T eight hundred from Terminator two have those same detailed files? Because I mean that that's where it gets really ropey and like if you pull at the thread too hard, it all unravels because it's all poorly written, uh, at least from like a time travel standpoint. Because I don't know what to believe story wise that like the Terminator from 1984 
1991 and 1998 and and those other times from the text messages if those were all sent at the same time or if it was like a gradual thing because in every other movie we've seen it was like a gradual thing. It's like, you know, it's the opening narration of T2. It's like, you know, Skynet tried to send a Terminator. It failed. So now it's tried again. And then you get to Terminator 3, and it's like, okay, well, you know, we, we Skynet tried twice. We've sent this reprogrammed Terminator back to protect John Connor because we know Judgment Day is still going to happen. Meanwhile, Skynet has sent the the um, the TX the TX to since since it's decided that it can't find John Connor, it's going to find all of his lieutenants instead. Um, I think that's the thrust of that movie. Yeah. The- yeah, John Connor went off the grid, so Skynet, at that point in history, doesn't know where John Connor is, so sent the TX to take out the lieutenants. Right, Where whereas when he's a kid, Skynet somehow knows, well, he's, he, it, he, it's he, a he, narrow window of time that he yeah, knows he's where in he is. Yeah, he's in school, he's in the foster system, there's mm-hmm. records. Right. Um, and that all makes sense, but the whole, like jamming a shotgun full of Terminators and just kind of just scatter shooting that through time makes no sense. Like I I heard a a read on it that I hadn't thought of is it's like, well, how, how did that Arnold Terminator find them? Well, he, he walked the earth until he found him, that kind of thing. I mean, it's, and these guys were just kind of joking amongst themselves. It's like, yeah, no, he just kind of wandered around until he bumped into him. He's probably been there for 20 years, wandering the earth, trying to figure out where John Connor is. It's, it's really bad. It's, it's, and from a, a story plot convenience thing, I can't forgive it. So again, I'm not saying that like, you know, this movie is, is especially good. I'm just saying that I, um, there are certain things that I liked about it. I liked that again that that we're kind of shaking the bottle and kind of you know kind of trying to do something different. I like that the new technology looks a little different. You know that like again I I, I don't one of the things that that um, I know since this movie takes place after T two it kind of erases T three. But one of the things that's interesting that Arnold's Terminator character says is Judgment Day is inevitable. And I kind of like that aspect of it is that regardless of what people do to alter the timeline, one where it's kind of like the inverse of life, life uh, 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 finds a way. It, it really is kind of kind of well, at least that. with that that with Jurassic Park that was the message from the get go. Whereas Terminator, the first two, the message was there is no fate but for what you make. Right. Every sequel after that has undermined it. I agree. So, I, yeah, yeah, it should have stopped at T two. It shouldn't have been a franchise. At most, if you're going to do a trilogy, the the third should have been like Terminator Zero. Yes. And, and I agree 100% with that. And it was interesting because, like, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine about uh, um, Genesis. And the first third of that movie is kind of okay. Um, but then I realized it's because it takes place within the first movie. So it, it's kind of like the same reason why folks kind of like Back to the Future 2 okay. Because so much of it takes place during Back to the Future. 
You know, so it's 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 a lot of treading on nostalgia. But one thing that I think is interesting that that neither one of us have brought up up to this point is that, um, you know, we've said things like, you know, creatively bankrupt and unnecessary, but we haven't been so harsh in our criticism as to say that it is the same movie in like a lot of the same ways. I'll, I'll go as far as to say this is just like uh, uh, Force Awakens. It's mm-hmm. a remake posing as a sequel. That that's it, and I was kind of baiting the hook, hoping that that uh, that um, that you would go for that because that that's exactly that. And, and Genesis it, felt like JJ's Star Trek, where it was like trying to do an alternate timeline. That's a really good example. Whereas this is JJ's Star Wars. Yeah, and and it's in and the it, worst possible way. Yeah, I I agree. Now, bear with me. One of the now remember, I kind of like Force Awakens, and. I kind of like this. I like Force Awakens better than this, but it's it, at least like I have a pattern, it would seem, that I didn't realize was a thing before because it's like, I mean, I saw everything that it was trying to do a million miles away. It's like, oh, this is kind of like the Force Awakens treatment for Terminator. You know, we're going to dust off uh, uh, Linda Hamilton, who, again, I think is, is pretty good in this. I, I think like the, um, the this kind of sounds strange strange criticism but i think i think sometimes her swearing is a bit excessive oh where yeah. everything like, is she didn't just, know i'm not fucking calling you carl or she didn't need the curse there yeah it, and it, and that and her i'll be back that's probably like one thing i didn't absolutely hate it was like was that the best take you could get out of linda that reminded me of uh the part timeline that part-time. ford said in uh yeah. crystal skull <laughs> yeah yeah um i I have a slightly different read on that. I kind of liked it because she sounded so disinterested, you know, rather than leaning into it. But uh, but I, I I agree with you also. It, it could be two things. But but you um, in doing so, you reminded me of something that um, that I also wanted to bring up. I like that. Unlike every other Terminator sequel, that we're um i i'm not i'm not gonna say subverting expectations because that's almost a swear word at this point but but there there is a point where somebody can say come with me if you want to live and they don't um there was a um oh i forgot what the other line was but there was there was like a couple different times where a character could have done something from a previous movie and it's there um, but it, it's, it's weird. It's, uh, it, it's oddly meta because it was like when, um, oh fuck, what was it? But, but there, there, there was a, there was a couple different times where it's like, there's almost like, we're going to say the line. Oh, but we're not. But, but, we're, in, but in doing that, they did everything else that the other movies have done I multiple agree. times, multiple times. I, I agree because and yeah. the television show. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder at this point in the wake of this movie, because I I hear that television show referred to a lot. I wonder if a lot of fans that were kind of burned by by Dark Fate will go back and find it because I I have heard good things about that movie. I just I didn't like the idea of. uh, Wait, did that movie or that show come out before or after uh, Terminator 3? After, I think. I didn't like the idea of more retconning yeah. Terminator, so I just I never gave it a shot. 
Yeah. It's, I, but based on what I've heard, I kind of wish I did try. Well, here's the deal. It, it, it's fine for what it is. It, as long as you don't try to fit it somewhere, meaning like it's, yeah, it, it, it's kind of goofy with the, with the continuity because I think if I remember correctly... No, I I don't think I remember correctly because like I think there's there there's a a um there's a time jump basically like in the pilot they're kind of in the time of T two, and then they jump forward in time like ten years. Okay, and so so then it's like, well, we've jumped forward in time ten years. Skynet hasn't happened, so. We're uh, we're kind of hanging out in this with what is now our far flung future, but then you come to find out that um, that kind of like a prototype Skynet is is already emerging. Whether they and I don't think the characters realize it at first. It's like you know, there's like this corporation and this company, and you come to find out. It's like I want to say it's like a twist ending in like episode two, where they're like, "Oh man, secret Terminator!" Like like the like this a uh, uh, big powered executive is revealed to be like a T one thousand type uh, type character. Mm-hmm. And, okay, and yeah, it's it's um, it's goofy. I mean that I I can't. I can't tell you that it's not goofy. I liked it. I thought it was fun because it it takes the familiar Terminator tropes and kind of distills them down into television size morsels. And, you know, you have kind of like weekly adventures and, you know, um, yeah, it's it's. It's only two seasons, so if you can find it, it's probably a relatively brief binge. Um, I haven't watched it since it was on, so um, I I'm kind of only working off a of vague memory, but I remember I liked it quite a bit at the time, but not so much to where I'm gonna like nail it to the wall and say this 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 is the shit. Um, I I I would put the TV show in the same category as like some of the comic books. Okay, you know, it's fine. It's it's a fine alternate take. Um. But but um, getting back to uh, Dark Fate, one of the things that I, I liked and kind of appreciated about it is that it doesn't really have the, the stink of sequel setup that, say, Genesis and Salvation. This movie before. totally has set up, sequel setup. They were intended, just like the last two, they were, tr- they were fully intended to do a trilogy. Instead, we got a trilogy of failures. Yeah, see, and and that's what it is because like if you try to sit down and watch these movies, you can't. I mean, at least Terminator Three kind of continues the story, and it it's it it fits whether we like it or not. Um, and even then, Salvation kind of fits if you want to have a movie in the future war. Um, but it, it reminds me of something that I kind of lost track of that I didn't didn't uh, necessarily mention. Um, I I know that his legacy means a lot to folks and especially with his treatment in the the first couple minutes of Terminator Dark Fate but I have never found John Connor to be an especially compelling character. I just I just haven't because like you know in Terminator 2 he's he's a whiny kid. In in Well is that no different than Luke? 
or when when Luke started went on his journey or before Luke started his journey? You know what? I I think that comparison is very apt. The difference is is that we don't get to really see a satisfying payoff in the way that we got to see Luke complete his destiny and you know and and you know fully realize into the character we want him well, to I be. Think, well, I think with Terminator we came close with salvation cuz you know, like uh, in Terminator 3 you have him unsure of himself yeah. but he grows into the hero he's supposed to become and salvation tries to get connor to that point but obviously they didn't follow up on it so that never happened well and and that's and that's where i'm going with that is that they've tried but in both of those movies john connor is is aggressively unlikable i mean there's just there's nothing there for me so and and really the I, I think the idea of John Connor and the destiny of John Connor is way more interesting than the character himself. Um, so, like, for example, in Terminator 1, you know, it's it's your son will become the, the leader of the Resistance and overthrow Skynet. You don't meet this character. He's a mystery. And even... In the opening of Terminator 2, where we see the defeat of Skynet and you see like the the scarred John Connor looking beyond the the binoculars, I would say that quarter second with that actor is probably John Connor at his most interesting because it's because Kristen Bale is not that guy. All he all he doing is is doing a podcast and yelling at people for the entirety of that movie. That movie sucks. Terminator Salvation sucks. Um, and, and again, it's like, I, I don't want to necessarily go into like a full Terminator retrospective here, but, but that's why the death of John Connor didn't affect me the same way that it did other folks because, you know, and I, I, and I don't disagree with the Luke Skywalker comparison, but by the same token, it's like, why are we weeping and getting bent out of shape from a, about a character that was never that interesting to begin with? I found him interesting enough, but I mean, what what he's supposed to be the the legacy. That's what I found interesting, and the fact that they just threw it away it was just infuriating. Well, yeah, no, and 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 again, I I I appreciate that viewpoint, and I don't. I don't disagree with your viewpoint. My viewpoint is just a little different in right. that I I just want something different because I feel but, like if you dust off, but that's well, just it. We didn't get anything different with this movie. You're not wrong, and, and see, and, and that's the paradox because, like, I'm as I said earlier, I'm only limp wristedly defending it because um, I wanted something different and got a little bit of something different. Um, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, well, Dad, Danny's no different the way you're describing John. I mean, yeah. I mean, when we see the future her, she's, she doesn't look different. All, all that's different is she has cornrows. I guess cornrows <laughs> make you powerful. Maybe I should maybe I should braid up my beard. Yes. That, <laughs> the cornrows give me power. You look like, I mean, like a... And am I supposed to believe a five-foot-one woman is supposed to be that powerful of a fighter against dudes twice her size? Yeah, that... I mean, someone like her, she'd be... She'd be powerful because people rally around her and she can 
make them do what she wants. That's the kind of uh, leader she should have been, not yeah, not the leader by example. Exactly, and and that that whole sequence was pretty laughable. Where it's like she shows up all like you know five foot nothing with a. It's like yeah, it well, it, and, and, it and, rings so. And Jesus Christ, when when they're training her, and Sarah gives her that big ass fucking gun. I, I mean, if you gave my uh, six year old niece a yeah. AK forty seven, that'd look more convincing. Okay, I mean, she's just so tiny. <laughs> I I. I thought that that was a that gun should have knocked that gun would have knocked her on her ass. Yeah, it was played for pretty good laughs though. You, you well, didn't, it, get, no, you didn't it, get any chuckles out of that. Well, it was it was really fucking stupid because uh-huh. when she's using the handgun, she's shooting all over the place. She's not yeah. missing it. And uh, Carl and uh, Grace are yeah. trying to teach her how to shoot, and she's all like, or Sarah's like, "You're teaching her how to shoot like a machine." And she's like, "Imagine if your a Terminator killed your family." She doesn't have to imagine for one thing. <laughs> That's actually what happened. <laughs> yeah, and then she goes from, and then, and then she's shooting three targets perfectly. Yeah. Bull fucking shit, man. Bull fucking shit. Yeah, it, it, I I will admit that the the blocking wasn't quite right. The the way I guess my head cannon was that it was it was more like the scene in Unforgiven where Clint Eastwood comes out and he's trying to target practice he can't aim you know he can't hit the can on the end of the post so he comes out with a shotgun and just blasts the whole thing to hell i yeah but that wasn't a shotgun she was using i know i know i'm i'm just saying <laughs> like it's to your point that this movie's ripping off everything it can I chuckled, though, because it's like I saw what they were trying to do. But I, I will say, and I want to uh, linger here for a sec. <laughs> your, your Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor impression is like my new favorite thing. <laughs> it's just like a machine. Just, she's just so, just so she's just so cynical. And, yeah. and the way she, going back to that train scene where she's yeah. degrading the fact of being a mother, it's like, you were a mother. Why? Why are you suddenly so dismissive of this? I mean, it, it, it wasn't just that she gave birth to John Connor. Right. She trained John Connor mm-hmm. into to become a warrior. I mean, yeah. all the skills that John ha- showed in uh, T2, he learned from Sarah. Yeah. It's like, does Tim just have, and the writers just not understand Terminator? Well, I mean, I know Tim doesn't because he, yeah. he, he was talking shit about us fans that were... Uh, Criticizing that uh, promotional image that first came out. Yeah. Tr- trying to fucking call us massages. Like, fuck you. Well, and it We're was- Terminator fans. We had no problem with Sarah. Fuck, fucking go to hell, Tim. Well, yeah, and, and you know, Sarah Connor is, like, on generally towards the top of top action heroes, regardless of gender. You know, and and generally, like at the very top of you know, if you do split off gender, then then definitely one of the like her and Ripley would be on the top. Absolutely, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but I I do vaguely remember that, and I, I uh, he's, he's um, like I'm glad you brought. He's that like, up. if you're enlightened, Mackenzie's gonna play like gangbusters. If you're a mas- closet misogynist, she's gonna scare the fuck out of you. Yeah, and really, neither was the case. So, so Mackenzie was. Fine. She was forgettably unoffensive. Un- yeah, uh, delightfully unremarkable. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Danny yeah. that I I can't remember the actress's name, but it's like you could have gotten a better actress. Come on, don't tell me you couldn't have gotten somebody better. Yeah. Now, so 
continuing with with this whole thread of weird weird choices that this movie makes we got to talk about the the setting right you know i mean it like starts off in mexico city and there's like you know this extended sequence when you know they're like in like some kind of like detainment facility and tim miller says up and down that he was not trying to invoke any specific imagery or wasn't trying to <laughs> be bet, political or whatever he's about as truthful in that regard as edward reprising his role as john now okay now and and not to interrupt but uh that was cameron that said that that was james okay, cameron that put that out you know, you know what? mr lack of credibility i I'm they not, all deserve they all deserve blame i'm pinning blame on all exactly of them. yeah yeah so i I'm, I'm not you know i'm Anyway, I was just more or less adding to I'm no Tim Miller apologist. I'm not I'm not trying to apologize for him. I'm just I'm just pissed off at James Cameron. Uh, But that is one thing that like they've been bitchy to each other about, like in the press. Like, uh, you know, Tim Miller said, oh, yeah, I really wish that that James hadn't said that because that's not really what we did. And and at the same time, it's like, but John or uh, it's still your movie. Cameron was also (laughs) saying, uh. He was talking about his experience with Robert Rodriguez on Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. Where it was like, Robert was like, I want to make this story. I want to make it the way you want it. And um, Cameron's like, no, I want, no, you make it. Yeah. You make the way movie you want. And then whereas uh, Timmy, he knows he w- he's going to make the movie he wants and dismissive of Cameron. Cameron's like, I know a, bit, a thing or two about this uh, series or this sto- uh, franchise. Yeah, but... Again, but who do you believe? But but Cameron has no credibility now, though. I mean, because I I read that same article, um, and yeah. But, but considering the I'm, end result, yeah, Elite Battle Angel was head and shoulders a better movie. That's not saying much. Well, that movie's not great. I disagree. I, I thought that was a good movie. It's it's fine. It's fine. We we can a- unpack that a different day. But um, uh, but anyway, so so but I I wanted to talk about this uh, this whole Mexico City thing and the whole. You know, whatever whatever we're trying to say, because I so uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is uh, it's called uh, The Countdown and it's two guys from Perth, Australia. Uh-huh. And so they they do, you know, occasional single serve movie reviews. And in their uh, review of Terminator Dark Fate, how is it that folks from literally the other side of the world can sniff this stuff out? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's it's a total um, you know, statement on what's going on in the U.S. and you know what, and it's. I, I just found it very interesting because I I listened to their review long after I read uh, Tim Miller's response uh, um, remarks about. Oh no, I'm not trying to do anything political, but yet people in a completely different country on the other side of the world can see right through that, and it's like, well, of course that's what this is. What's uh, what's your take? Uh- this is what happens when you're trying to be political in a movie yeah. that shouldn't be political. It it it's it's blatant. It's not subtle. Yeah. It's not like a Gorgira where you can say there's some subtlety about its anti-nuclear message. Whereas this is just it a good movie that's trying to have a trying to say something would provoke thought make you yeah. ask Make you ask questions, whereas this type of garbage tells you what to think. Well, does it even do that though? Because, like, in a sense, this is well. When, when they do, when they do, when they when she does the, or make uh, Grace is like, where do you keep the prisoners? And the guards like, they're detainees. It's like, yeah, that is 
That's right. Blatant. That you're, you're not even right. trying. You're 100 percent right. Um, because like I, I was really kind of trying to think about that, and I was reflecting back on that sequence. I'm like, really, it's just kind of like a setting for this part of the plot. But uh, because like I, I don't remember seeing like you know uh, the imagery of people in like you know like the the uh, aluminum uh, astronaut blankets or any any. I, I don't remember seeing any of the stuff that like, you know, folks of uh, certain political uh, proclivities will point to like in the news and stuff like, that. oh, my God, kids in cages or whatever. I didn't necessarily see kids in cages. So but then it, but that line that you mentioned, and I do remember that very vividly. That's that's incredibly damning in, in terms of like, yeah. And I don't know. It's, but just, it's also it's a weird choice, but also just seems political in the. Uh lessening the, the importance of motherhood with Sarah Connor not just being dismissive of mm-hmm. be giving birth to a savior instead of being a savior. I mean, well, and I, I would think, I mean, it doesn't... I mean, T2, it was... Motherhood was a big part of uh, that story in the same way that a motherhood was a part of Aliens. Yeah. So it's like, it just seems like you're taking these themes from the... I shouldn't say seem like it is. They're taking themes from... <laughs> the the pre the uh, source material and just tossing it out the fucking window mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they want to tell their story rather than continue the story. Yes, yeah, I I agree with. I agree no, it with reminds that. it reminds me a lot of the uh, Starship Troopers movie. Okay, where where uh, I can't remember the director's name and it's embarrassing because I like that movie a lot. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, he yeah, man. he had a concept for this movie and when he was showing or telling people about it, they were like. Hey, this sounds a lot like uh, Starship Troopers, the book. That's the whole reason why they called it Starship Troopers, because it's like, all right, we could probably sell this as an adaptation. Yeah. And that that movie has very little to do with the, the book. Very good. I, I'm glad you pointed to that, because I, I was sitting here kind of like, tag me in, tag me in. I'm like, you know that that <laughs> it's really just kind of in name only. There's like, yeah, I mean, th- there's a couple loose concepts, like maybe even like some of like the names of the military or something the, like the, that. The, like, like, yeah, the names of the characters, the, yeah, the military, yeah. the creature or name of the creatures, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's all. But but outside of that, yeah, it's I mean, because I mean, you know, Starship Troopers, the, the novel is, yeah, just very straightforward Space Marines type stuff with with no satire. It's very earnest. Yeah. Um, I remember trying to read it at, at the time when uh, when the movie came out and I couldn't get through it. I'm just like I just it, it's it's like trying to read the uh, novelization of Total Recall. Which uh, not not the story the short story that inspired it, but the novelization of the screenplay of the movie. Oh, okay. So it's like the movie, but it doesn't have the the um, satire to it. So it's like it it doesn't it, it reads funny. Anyway, um, back to something shitty. <laughs> um, so I I you know we we talked about um, some of these characters in broad strokes. Um, what, what do you think of the, the alternate version of the Terminator technology? Like you've got, you've got Grace that's a cyborg, you've got hunter killers that are kind of hunter killers. You obviously have the Rev-9 in like a... That's basically the TX. Yeah. I mean... Well, yeah, these new designs, they're not new. I mean, the part human, part robot, Salvation did it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Rev-9... Terminator 3 did it. 
Right. I mean, hell, the uh, the female savior sent back in time, Sarah Connor Chronicles did that. Right. It's just, yeah, it's it's <laughs> grabbed from all kinds I, of... I mean, hell, the way uh, the T-800 kills or disposes of the Rev-9 is straight out of Terminator 3. Yes, literally. Well, yeah. except instead of in the mouth, uh, Danny, of all people, went toe-to-toe with the Rev-9 and shoved it, the power core into the thing's eye. It's like, bullshit, come on. Yeah. yeah. I, but I... Th- th- how am I supposed to believe... I, I know it's make-believe, but you're sure. supposed to make me believe <laughs> that... Yeah. Uh, a T eight hundred couldn't gets his ass handed to him by a, the Rev nine yet. Five foot one, Danny. Ooh, she 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 got a few good punches there. It's like, come on, movie. I I'm seeing a pattern now that perhaps um, eluded me because sometimes I need my friends to point these patterns out to me. Um, it sounds like folks aren't too high on the Danny character. Would that be fair to say? That's one of many things that are wrong with this movie, but yeah. Okay. You're not wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, I just... I it, it was interesting because I guess I was so distracted by the other stuff going on in the movie that I didn't really think on it too much. Much like when when I watched that, that Force Awakens, I didn't really think about the 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 Ray character too terribly much. Yeah, I mean, how long did it take Danny to finally ask uh, Grace why why she was the target of assassination? A long time. I mean, this this had to have been after the train sequence. I, yeah, after because even when because uh, even yeah, that, Grace didn't even say anything to no. contradict Sarah's assumption of uh, that Danny was. The mother of the savior. Yeah, which, again, is is weird because it's like, well, we're not explaining to things to characters because because movie. I mean, it's. I'm pretty sure Kyle Reese explained everything to Sarah almost as soon as they met. Yeah, yeah, like right away. Now, one thing that I I haven't heard you mention because, like, you know, again, there's there's a a segment of the fandom that's really frustrated and angry and disappointed with how John Connor was treated, but I don't know if I've heard a lot of folks being uh, critical that basically Kyle Reese has been essentially erased from from this story. He has no story anymore. Um, a, a lot of them have no story anymore. I, it's, yeah. I guess it's just because they killed John on screen like that. Yeah. Whereas Reese didn't even get a mention. Yeah. Well, see, and 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 again, in, in kind of like my weird, um, uh, controversial opinion is that like you know, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of okay to just kind of do something else. I agree with you a hundred percent that if we're gonna do something else, then do something else. Yeah. Call uh, it, call it. Come up with a a new story that's not Terminator if you want to do something like that. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, I guess it, it's it's a really hard thing because, like, the thing that we've we've discussed already is, like, one, this movie just shouldn't exist. And then we did a little bit of, like, puzzle making trying to figure out how to make it work if it had to work. But, yeah, it's, I, I guess, I, I, what I wanted from this was really kind of, 
the experience that I got from Force Awakens is that like, you know, it's you've got enough of familiar plot and familiar settings and familiar characters to make me comfortable. But then like do some new stuff also. You know, history has kind of decided that Force Awakens isn't quite that. And maybe the yeah, way- I think Ryan did a good job exposing that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and that's yeah. And that, and that's uh, that's the reality of it. So I think then I, I don't I don't know, because like I. I enjoyed the movie for what it was. You know, in that, like, it's in a way that I kind of like Joker in that, like, you know, it's just this cool, weird alternate take that doesn't really fit with anything. You know, it could yeah, just but, be a standalone thing that, that kind of sits on its own. But that and, one wasn't, it wasn't advertised to be a direct sequel. You're right. Whereas it, this one was supposed to be a direct sequel to T2. I understand. So, and, and so, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily arguing that i guess i'm just no, kinda, I'm just saying I, it doesn't have the luxury of being different yes yeah no i 100 percent agree i i guess i'm just speaking to my singular experience with it right. where it's like i can i can compartmentalize it and say because like nobody's coming to my house and taking away uh terminator one and terminator two from me unfortunately uh um Terminator 3 and Terminator Salvation are still sitting on the shelf right next to him, so nobody's taking those away either, well, unfortunately. The problem with but, uh, shitty sequels, though, is it, it, ruin, it does ruin what came before it because you know none of it matters. Like, Dyson's sacrifice meant, means nothing. Well, or it... Or, see, and, and this, is, this is where... I mean... Interestingly, or like some people that that hate Alien Three, yeah, every, all that, all that hard work, all that effort to save Newt was for naught. Yeah, well, it, but then again, you know, in contemporary it's, sensibilities, nihilism is in. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. I mean, there, there, there's something. Just because something is nihilistic doesn't necessarily mean that it it, um, it diminishes it. I, I I disagree because okay. like I said, it just you know when you watch T two, you know all that heart, all that effort to destroy Skynet, yeah, to blow up Cyberdyne, to protect John from the T one thousand. It was just pointless. Judgment Day happened. I mean, that's why Terminator three is kind of stupid. Yeah, I, see, and and again, that and that's. Um, you nailed it way earlier in the conversation. It's like, we shouldn't even be having these conversations because none of these movies should even exist. This shouldn't be a franchise. That's the problem with all of this is that it's, you know, it, I mean, the the uh, um, symptom is like Terminator Dark Fate, but the but the but the illness is, you know, just lame sequels and soft reboot reboot quills or well, you know the, or, well, or pro- remakes thinly veiled as as uh sequels well, or, the, the or other whatever. Pro- the other problem is uh with Terminator one and two, James Cameron had a story. Yeah. And he wanted to tell it. Whereas the sequels, it's stu- it's uh producers needing money, wanting yes. to reestablish or establish themselves within Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So they're taking something recognizable and just shoveling it out there. There's no yeah. there's no artistic integrity here 
Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's heartless. Yeah, yeah. But in a sense, though, you know, we, we talked um, when we were discussing Joker and, you know, kind of comparing it with other comic book movies. Isn't that kind of mainstream Hollywood, though? Um, uh, you, you mean the whole heart, the just shoveling uh, heart, out yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, that, that is Hollywood. I mean, it, it's a commodity. I mean, because I mean, you know, one of the things that, that we were kind of taught in our uh, uh, broadcasting classes, in our radio classes, is, you know, it's it show business. And without the business, there ain't no show. So I'd, I, I, I don't know what the answer is. Because as, as I've said, th- this movie shouldn't exist. But I don't think any of the other ones should have existed either. But by the same token, though, you have a recognized and beloved IP. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I truly don't. I, I think you, just, you need people that have their, their heart in it, that want to tell stories or a particular story, that have ideas, rather than we need money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, imagine how awesome the Star Wars sequel trilogy would have been if it wasn't a a movie a movie series made by committee, right? Like, it had one singular vision with, from one person. Yeah, and, and made as a commodity. You know, it's like how, but ah, but see, but then again, the the Star Wars talk gets really slippery because you could argue. That it was always a marketable commodity going all the way back but, to George Lucas demanding merchandising rights and the Kenner action figures line. Sure, but with the, the story itself, there was still that singular or George's singular vision. Oh, yes. Yes. You, you can argue how well he executed it throughout uh, one through six, but yeah. still there was a story he wanted to tell. I agree with that. It's just with this one, Genesis and Salvation, it was just. We need. We want to make a trilogy because trilogy is the big thing. Yep. Yep. Probably, probably the probably the one baddish thing about the Lord of the Rings trilogy was that it did so well that rather than understand why it was so successful, they Hollywood just tried to re- and repeat make it. more, make yeah. more. Yeah, and and yeah, and it's so. Do then the uh, does the Hobbit trilogy diminish the Lord of the Rings trilogy? <laughs> Not in the same way because it's a prequel. Okay. Sa- same reason that uh, the the Star Wars prequel trilogy doesn't necessarily divin- or take away from the OT. Because okay. it all takes place p- before that. So whereas the sequel or sequels can ruin uh, what came before it. Okay. That's I, interesting. Because I mean like, like uh, Luke's arc, Han's arc, completely yeah. nothing because of uh, Last Jedi and Force Awakens. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, you know, as, uh, as we wrap up, I want to loop back around to, uh, some more star Wars talk before we get out of here. But, um, but I, I want to, um, I want to talk about Arnold a little bit. Okay. Um, I, it's the, the, the character decision is baffling to me. Yeah. It's, it's, so strange and i didn't want to get out of here without talking about that because it's, it's so stu- strange it's stupid because i mean, 
the t- you have a T hundred that completed this mission. And it has nothing to do, so it's just wandering around doing whatever. Then it comes across some a woman that's being beat by her boyfriend, and it's mm-hmm. like, and it developed a conscience. And it's like okay, I mean, the 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 T eight hundred and T two had to be taught stuff from John. It didn't just learn it on its own. Exactly, from, but but also, am I really supposed to fucking believe that a woman would marry? Young Arnold at that time, and not want to hit that right. Yeah, that that was that was. Am one I really of, supposed to believe that that, that was a platonic relationship? Uh, yeah. And I, oh, and another fucking thing that's stupid. <laughs> uh, when when Air, Sarah asks the obvious question, is like, did it not occur to her that you're you weigh four hundred pounds, like or however much? Yeah. She said he weighs. It's like. That's a complete metal skeleton. No way. That has to be more than 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. And yet, he sits in a lawn chair. Yeah. And is, is, am I supposed to believe that lawn chair was reinforced? <laughs> <laughs> or whenever he gets in a car, it doesn't, or the, the suspension just doesn't just give out? True. But, but I guess, the, that, I guess that, that last one's a problem with the whole fucking Terminator yeah, I was, was going to say, it's like, careful which thread you you pull on. But but you're right, though. But because, back to the marriage thing. It's like, yeah, it's it's wholly unbelievable. And it just, I, it was like, it just, it just felt very weird and very wrong to me. I just, I did not like it. Um, I, I think that narratively, it's an interesting concept to explore a Terminator finding purpose after it's completed its mission and there's no further orders, that concept on an island by itself is kind of fascinating. Um, And it's interesting how deep into the franchise that that we've gotten where um, a lot of is predicated on that one deleted scene from Terminator 2 where they flip the they actually like take yeah. the chip out of his head and flip the switch and now he's a learning computer. Yeah. Um where yeah, who did that for this T800? And, and and that's the thing. So it's a, it's like that for that one dropped scene that's caused plot problems throughout every movie since. Because even like the one in Terminator 3, you know, is kind of the, well, now it's reprogrammed by the resistance. Never mind. But um, but yeah, no, it's like, it, it's, I, I, um, theoretically, I like the idea of a, a aimless Terminator kind of trying to find purpose, you know, trying to find new mission objectives or something like that, but not like this. Yeah, it, it felt guilty for killing John. Yeah, it's see, like, what the fuck? I hate that. I, I really hate that because it's, um... Um, you know, and I'll 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 tack this I'll tack this audio on at the epi- end of the episode. But I referred to a uh, Jeremy Johns video earlier, and he de- he does like this spot on Kyle Reese impression. He's like, you know, the the Terminator doesn't feel pain, it doesn't feel remorse, and you know, you you know the whole speech. But it's, uh, you know, it will not stop until you are dead, until it kind of grows a conscience and it feels real bad. And it's, it, it's at least to another thing. Sarah never got closure. In this movie. No. Fuck this movie. Yeah, it's... It's... I... I I, I mean, Hulk got more closure in Endgame than Sarah. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Well, well, you remember in uh, Infinity War when Bruce couldn't turn into the Hulk because the Hulk was afraid of Thanos? Yes. 
That never got resolved in Endgame. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, on the other hand, Homeboy saved the universe. He, he snapped everybody back. But Yeah, but, but he never had that confrontation with Thanos. Correct, to, yes. Or overcome that fear. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting, though, because... And this is where I get oddly mixed about this movie, is because even though I hated the circumstances around it, I kind of dug Arnold's performance. Like, it, it feels... It felt like... It, in my head... It felt like what the T-800 from T-2 would have been like had he lived. You know, just in terms of, like, vocal delivery. Yeah. You know, kind of like where it's like, you know, um, Arnold makes, like, a, a, speci- a specific uh, uh, tonal choice, vocal choice, where he's like, you know, I now understand why you cannot cr- why you cry. It is something I can never do. And it just, it, it feels like when his lines as Carl kind of feels like a, a evolution of that. It's thin, but I guess I'm just saying I like the performance. I, it, I, it was okay from Arnold, but it's yeah. just, it's just once Arnold ter- went over the hill, he never should have came back at, to play the T-800. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it's kind of weird because like, I was kind of more okay with it in Genesis because it's like, Oh, he's in a bunker for, for 30 years. Now he's aged. I, I think I get the explanation. It's just still, it's like, yeah, he's way too old to be playing uh, the T-800. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like if uh, Blomkamp got his Aliens sequel, it's like uh, Sigourney Weaver is way too old to be playing an action uh, Ripley. Yeah. At, at this point, for sure. For sure. Um, Anything else on, on the Dark Stool? Uh, fuck this movie. Uh, do you want to rank the franchise at all? Oh, sure. Yeah, I could do that. Um, do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, let's go top to bottom. Okay, top to bottom. Uh, two, one. Woof. Damn, I had this written down earlier, but, um, yeah, no, I, I'm going to go two, one. This, Dark Stool, three, Genesis, Salvation. Okay, well, this is going to be a, a lot different. Mine is one. Okay. Mainly because I like the horror tone of it better. Sure. Two. Salvation, just because I like the... That was the correct direction to go with the franchise. Yes, in, in theory, yes. Yeah, and three. Okay. Genesis, Darkstool. Gotcha. So the only ones you have transposed then are are three and four? Everything else is because a lot of folks' rankings is really just kind of like in release order. A lot of folks are just like you know one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so. more or less. I, I I don't hate Terminator Three. Okay, it's just wrong direction and, and more of the same. I that, mean that too. But. I feel that Terminator Three suffers from the same problem that this does. I mean that 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 Dark Fate does because it's you know, again it's just more of the same just you know a different mix of characters fighting a different it's it's the formula that's tired so ironically enough that's why Salvation should work the problem is is it's one it's the first of a failed trilogy and then two it's it's just I mean Christian Bale is bad in it and it's just it's just a bad movie. 
Um, and and for me at least, that that's really what emboldens my John Car John Connor is not an interesting character because I don't I actively dislike his character in Salvation. It's like right. d- d- dude's a prick, and and. I, I don't need my savior of but, humanity well, to be an unlikable prick. In Salvation's defense, at least we got that audio rant from uh, Bale. Yes. Oh, good for you. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Yes. None of the sequels have that, so that 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 alone should put it ahead of the rest. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, but I was gonna say say uh some. The Terminator sequels after two, yeah, they remind me of a. They feel like a snow globe. Okay, you shake. Sure, you shake it up, and but and the the uh, snowflakes might go in different directions, but it's still yeah. just a shooken up snowflake. Yeah, snowflakes. You know, and like the, all the components are still there. It's just sl- moved around. You know, in in a weird way, that kind of brings our our differing viewpoints into alignment because what's the thing that i was saying it's like you know shake it up shake it up you know i'd been saying that all all those all the post t2 sequels have shooken it up yeah and and just not effectively um i again i i had i had fun with the action sequences i i liked them for what they were um i was not keen on the plot um, I wasn't as offended by, you know, some of the, the drastic changes, but I also understand where folks that were are coming from. So I, I, I don't necessarily, um, argue with that. I guess that's just kind of my, uh, final thoughts. Whoa, those were some seriously hot takes. How do you feel about it? Let Mike know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mike Cyber Radio. But uh, before we before we get out of here, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it, it occurred to us, you know, now that we're like almost a uh, uh, mid November, this is probably like the the last time we're going to chat before uh, before the uh, uh, the the rise of the Skywalker or uh, what's what's the other title it's known as? I've been calling it uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> I but, just think that's yeah, it, it's. It's really sad to think about because yeah. November we saw Terminator die. Yeah, because this thing lost like about a hundred million dollars in the box office. Oh yeah, and and, and that's it, not including the uh, uh, marketing. Yeah. Next month, if the leaks are to be believed, we're gonna see Star Wars die. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen something like that in my lifetime where two beloved franchises die within a month of each other. It, it's weird. It's it's one of those, you know, and, and again, throughout all this, you, you've been flipping me shit for my my OK Boomer attitude. But <laughs> it, it feels that I mean, so we've lived long enough to see the things that we were really excited about wither and die. It's Th- there. I think it's Rich from Red Letter Media was talking to Mike and he's like, yeah. how does it feel to see all your beloved franchises die? Yeah. Yeah, and and it it it's very much that feeling, and it's it and it's not a pleasant one. No, Star Star Trek's might as well be dead. Yeah, uh, a- aliens, all for all intents and purposes, dead. Predators dead. Mm-hmm. Terminator just died. 
And, and that's the thing. It's like I, I think you need to take all this stuff and just leave it on the shelf for a while. You know, and maybe wait 20 years for somebody that had reverence for the material back in the day to come and dust it off and maybe do something different with it. Or better, yeah, just periodically re-release it. Because, like, uh, I think it was Fathom Events for the 40th anniversary. They put Alien out. Oh, so the mouse didn't pull that one? <laughs> oh, that was... That was before. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> so, yeah, I got lucky. I got to see Alien for the second time in the theaters before it nice. got pulled. Very good. Very good. Because you're you're never going to be able to watch that movie again. It's it's going in the vault. Uh, I'm glad I bought the anthology set when I could. Yep. Yep. Fuck you, Disney. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of Disney, um, so we, we've had, like, the final trailer for the, uh, for the Rise final of... Final trailer? More like the first trailer. Because yeah. the... First, we got a, t- a teaser trailer. Uh-huh. Then we got the expo footage. And now we got an unofficial trailer. This is the first official trailer. Come on, Disney. Quit lying. Exactly. But yeah, that trailer, or final trailer, whatever you want to call it, it's confirming a lot of leaks. Yeah. Um, hot takes that you want to get on the record before our inevitable Plan 9 from Outer Space discussion. I think much like the... Uh, Dark Fate leaks and the Game of Thrones season eight leaks. Mm-hmm. I think the leaks are going to be correct unless the rumors are true that Disney is still filming or still re-editing the movie. Because the latest rumor I heard was that the test screens did horribly. Really? Yeah, like a like the third act got like a four or something like that. Oh no! Well, I, do you care about? The leaks are hearing about them? Nah. Well, one of the leaks is that, yes, Palpatine is back alive and well. Okay. And Rey defeats him with dual lightsabers. And at the very end, she goes to Tatooine. Same shot of the, you know, overlooking the uh-huh. the, the dual sunset. Uh-huh. And I think it's at the, it's supposed to be at the same farm. Uh-huh. So whoever's occupying it now is like, who are you? And she's like, Rey Skywalker. Credits. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, and also uh, Chewie's going to die, supposedly. C-3PO dies. The Falcon is destroyed. Yeah. I I had that one soft-spoiled for me because apparently like a track list uh, for the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, was, what was it? Was, the Last Flight or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's like The Last Flight of the Millennium Falcon. And, you know, it, it's interesting. So I, I was talking with a buddy of mine at work, and we were kind of talking about some of these weird leaks and stuff like that. How heavily... Do you think time travel is going to play into this? From the least I saw, there was no... Well, the only time travel would be... Or, like, flashbacks with Leia training Ray, even though Johnson said Leia had no training with Luke. Hmm. So that seems like a weird contradictory contradiction. Yeah. Because, like, there, there's... I mean, I don't have a fully fleshed out theory, but um, uh, certain portions of the fandom think that because of like stuff established in like the cartoons and some of the comics and things like that 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 there will be some time travel in there like because look at the the hardware that we've seen like those those aren't first order uh uh battle cruisers those are imperial star destroyers well, that, that we the, see breaking out of the ice and things well, those like are that. supposed to have been there since the galactic civil war oh okay and then um, yeah, that the, the emperor's been there the whole time. So my my buddy has a it's so I can't take credit for this, but um, he thinks 
the the uh, final flight of the Millennium Falcon will happen very early in the movie. You know, like like Act One, oh. and and well, no, I don't think so because you had that in the final trailer. You had that shot of the Falcon flying in that front of that cluster, which is really bad formation because yes. kamikaze is a thing. All you got to do is get a, a handful of ships. Or you don't even need to do kamikazes because uh, 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 Last Jedi established that a, a destroy a crashing TIE fighter could take out three bombers. Yep. Get a couple kamikaze TIE fighters. It's just going to cause one hell of a chain reaction. Or you just get one Star Destroyer and you just send them hyperspace through the, the formation. Yeah. Because we've established that that's a thing now. Thanks, but, Johnson. Yeah, but but what... Uh, so uh, with the time travel thing, he, he said that... Um, Perhaps that that large of a rebel fleet is gathered from like the past. That's like a time travel thing. And the Millennium Falcon that emerges in that hero shot is the Millennium Falcon from the past. Oh, Be- so that's why it's supposed to have the, the that's round. That's why it's got the round thing. Not because Lando replaced it as soon as he got back. He's like, hey, what's this? I'm going to put this old satellite dish back on. It's <laughs> whatever they do. It's. You know, here's the sad, really sad part. Uh-huh. This could be the best Star Wars since Empire. It doesn't matter because the yeah. trilogy is fucked. Oh yeah. So it's just, there's no coherent story here. Like whereas the prequels had a a, a clear cut story, beginning to end story. Same with the OT. Yeah. So, Do you think? I mean, did did you ever think that we were going to live long enough? to defend the prequel trilogy because you're right in that it had a clear singular vision it's just it, it it's fascinating because at the time it was it was fashionable to shit on the prequels and now in a weird way you got you well, got well, two yeah, different, you well, got, yeah even up till uh um disney buying it was still fashionable to talk shit about yeah i mean but, that's where red letter media got their fame Absolutely. And and then I I would say it may have started with the Disney acquisition, but I think it really it really kicked into high gear around Last Jedi because you have you have two different fan bases. I think one is um, folks that grew up with the prequels. So they they have that that unfortunate baked in nostalgia. Right. And like, you know, that that's that's just what they had. Um, not their fault, <laughs> but then there's, uh, but then there's folks like us that, you know, the, the, we've disliked the sequel so much that we retroactively go back and find merit in the prequels, stuff that we never thought we'd ever, ever do. Um, because those movies are not good, no. but, but there, that's more of a by comparison thing. Like, yeah, by comparison, alien three is great when you. After, when once you have when you saw AVP for the first time or Resurrection for that matter, sure, sure, and you know, and, and it's weird. I I can't help but think of, try to think about that th- through the uh, Terminator kaleidoscope. It's like you know, suddenly that rise in the machines is suddenly not so bad. Oh, what? I I remember really not liking it at the time though. That, I almost forgot about that. Something I needed to mention real quick. Yeah, yeah. If you want a legitimate, uh. Terminator 2 sequel, go on YouTube because it doesn't exist anymore. The Universal Studios uh, T2 3D ride. Oh, yes. I agree. Absolutely. And I think 
and maybe I'm mixing this up with Back to the Future, but I think they bundled it in with like no, no, it was two different things. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the layout of the park off the top of my head, but mm. they, they were two separate things because I remember when the Terminator thing was new, Back to the Future was still there. Oh, oh, I I see what you're saying. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but what what, what I was saying is like, uh, because like um, in one of the Blu-ray releases of Back to the Future, they included the movie for the Back to the Future ride, and I thought that they also did the same thing with, with T2 3D. I think that's on like a T2 Blu-ray or oh, something. Oh, I, I, okay, I see what um, you're going for. No, I don't know. Yeah, but yes, no, I, I, I got us off on a weird footing because, yeah, totally different things of the park, and they, they were running concurrently. Um, and they're both gone. And they're both gone. Um, I would say, though, and, and this is weirdly contrarian, I kind of like the Simpsons ride also. It was fine, but I like. I, back- don't, I don't connect the Simpsons with uh, Universal. Nah. Just like a, well... Well, especially now that, it, that you can watch it all on Disney Plus yeah, what, or whatever. What the fuck are they going to do now that Disney owns it? Probably the same thing that um, that they're going to do with their Marvel park in Florida is, you know, just kind of, you know, it's weird because like it's it, it's a weird fragmented license because apparently Disney has said, yeah, sure, go ahead and keep keep your Spider-Man ride, keep your Hulk roller coaster, keep your little 90s Marvel land because it, it's so weird. It's like a frozen thing in time where it's like it's very much like the 90s versions of the characters where like all the X-Men look like they stepped out of the cartoon. You know, the X-Men don't even look like that anymore. They haven't looked like that for 20 years. But um but anyway, it's 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 um I I I don't I don't get it. But um but I agree with you completely that one that that T2 thing was really cool because one the story was pretty neat. Um, and like the, the effects that they had, um, in the, in the theater that you're watching, like, you know, when the, when the, the T1 million gets exploded, it like rains on the audience a bit and, you know, kind of like had this cool, like immersive 4d thing to it, but it has that, that same vibe and feel of, uh, Terminator two. And the thing that's interesting though, I think it's interesting that, they for uh, uh, poor Eddie Furlong's uh, likeness that they used more the likeness from Terminator One, whereas in the T two three D ride, he's definitely a couple years older but still recognizable. Yeah, that was is as much as like the weird de aging stuff looked kind of okay, like on Lim- Linda Hamilton. It threw me the fuck off. Where where you have like. You know Eddie Furlong looking like he stepped out of 1991 in there. It's like he should probably be yeah. a foot taller and a little older. In fact, yeah, that, that, he the, should be an awkward teenager. That scene takes place in 98, whereas the movie or T2 took place in 95, something like that. I yeah yeah he he should have had a, a growth spurt or two, something like yeah, and and not. And I find it difficult to believe they had like the same hairstyle and uh-uh. yeah no, it's like um as a special effect you know it was kind of cool but Uh, yeah it's like but the reference is all wrong and anyway i i you know we were were talking star wars now we're back to dark fate i know i I just couldn't resist but but Uh, yeah but yeah no i i agree with you i'll I'll, uh, throw a link to that uh uh t2 3d in the show notes because that that's it's really cool it's a lot of fun um and i think you've nailed it that that 
is the worthy sequel to uh, Terminator 2. And, and, and even then, that's pretty definitive. You know, it's like, and, and if I remember correctly, and folks, you'll have to listen for yourselves, but um, I think it ends like as the ride ends and the doors open, it's like it's some Arnold narration. Now, remember, you know, it's like, you know, th- there's no fate but what you make for yourselves or something, some such like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, that's definitely the way to go out on. Anything else while we're here? <laughs> Nothing that I can do really brief. Ah, I understand. But I can't say I'm looking forward to seeing Terminator die or Star Wars die. Yeah. Just cuz the yeah, the just the plot leaks like this is this might be worse than the last Jedi. I'm I'm holding Okay, so the expectation that I am going in with is that I'm hoping in JJ's hands that it's as least as good as Force Awakens. Now, what that all involves, I couldn't specifically say because I don't know what I'm looking for. But doesn't he also have a bad reputation of not being able to finish stuff? Yes. Very and he's much supposed so. to finish the the Skywalker legacy. Or saga, yeah. even though all the Skywalkers are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Skywalker saga with no Skywalker, and so much so to where we're even pulling. You were calling it the rise of the Skywalker, and it's just like, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. And uh, another thing, I don't understand. Uh, how in the ever loving fuck is the throne room still intact? Yeah, I mean the glass is still there. Oh, oh, yeah! I see what you're saying. Like on the on the the emperor's throne room. Oh, yeah, fr- from from the Death Star. It took me a sec. I, th- I it's like, well, no, it looks looks pretty weathered, being all stone and spiky and whatnot, and and over designed and whatnot. But but yeah, no, I I'm sorry, I I I got confused. We're we're talking about uh, it, the it's, uh, it's as stupid as uh, in Aliens Colonial Marines where Hadley's hope was still intact. Yeah. It's like, so much for that mu- mushroom explosion the size of Nebraska. <laughs> so much for the Return of the Jedi explosion that is like, no, there there should not be anything left. What? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and even if there was any chance of that, you have the uh, uh, re-digitized explosions from uh, the, the special editions that the Death Stars are dust. Because, like, you know, just uh, the, the way how computer generated the explosion was and all that, but... But you have drops you want to play, right? You you look like you look like I was just getting something set up. Oh, okay, gotcha. I thought it's like it's like he's gonna play something. Let me see if I can get out of the way long enough because I I always fuck these up. Um, all right. Well, if there isn't anything else. Um, let's see. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to listen to our past episodes, listen on uh, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you download your podcasts. Uh, like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. The feedback is appreciated. Mike Seibert Radio is produced by our good buddy, our mutual buddy, Dave Sanders. Um, and for Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike. I'm Killing Spree. And until next time... Make good choices. And don't forget, that's life.
<laughs> I'm leaving that all in. That's awesome. <laughs> You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production. Listen and understand that Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. And then after you're dead, it might feel bad about it. Maybe even start a family. Look, it's weird. I know, but that's how they're going to write movies in your future. What the fuck is that shit?